Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, welcome to Socks on Tap. Tony, I, my first reaction is just, fuck yes, let's go. Socks is that's, that's where it all starts. It all starts taking care of business in-house in the Central Division. That's right, I'm a meatball. You gotta bring that top button swag, baby. It is always great to beat the Cubs. And I'm a homer, so I always say they're gonna. Dallas Keiko Lampson got some beards that you should be afraid of. What everybody said when he gets out there, it's me versus the other guy, and I'm gonna beat him. So I just love that mentality. It's cool and fucking tough. Steve, Steve, Steve would you say that Tony is mad online? I, I would definitely say that. The White Sox winner. White Sox fans, welcome in to the Sox on Tap post-game show. It's Johnny Nani here alongside Tony Marchese discussing 7-5. Sox lost to open the series in the Bronx. Tony, a lot going on with this one. Uh, how's your Saturday been, man? It's been an all right Saturday, Johnny. There was a lot going on in this ball game, but uh, I, I had to watch this game in two parts. Um, had a little family stuff to attend to, but uh, overall, uh, I would say that we have a lot to break down on tonight's show. Oh, yeah, we absolutely do. Uh, I called this one a Saturday scrap uh, because that quite literally it was some tensions flaring uh, in the Bronx. Old uh, nemesis, Josh Donaldson, Tim Anderson getting into it. Uh, We had some early fireworks, quite literally, from DJ LeMahieu in the form of a grand slam. Jose Abreu responded with the home run of his own. White Sox had some opportunities, couldn't capitalize. Uh, Tony, I know a lot of the story, and we have to talk about it uh, because it's a, you know, it's a rather poignant uh, point of discussion here. But uh, I think the the game uh, itself is a bit disappointing to me when I'm just looking at the overall result because the White Sox had their opportunities, but couldn't cash in. Not opportunistic. No, they weren't opportunistic today, Johnny, but I think that, uh, you know, for all intents and purposes here, uh, this team showed a little bit of fight against the New York Yankees. I, I, I liked what I saw in terms of response. You see the, some bats still uh, doing the right things to heat up a little bit. Um you know, there was some damage done to Dallas Keuchel early by the way of a grand slam, and you're not going to win many ball games when that happens. Um, but, yeah, they, they had their opportunities to win this one, at least get that thing tied late. So I wouldn't say it was a bad effort from the White Sox today. I think that, right. you know, you just – they can't fucking walk people. Yeah. And they did that again today um, yep. in the form of, of mainly Dallas Keuchel. But we'll get into the nitty-gritty stats here in just a bit. Yeah, no, absolutely. Like you said, you know, it's funny that you might bring up the Grand Slam, and I was just thinking about it in hockey terms. You know, you always talk about whoever wins the five-on-three uh, is probably going to win the game. Um, that seems like the team that hits a Grand Slam is most likely. Yeah, if you go back historically, I'd have to pull up the data. But it seems like the team that hits a Grand Slam is most likely going to win because that's four runs on one damn swing. Yeah, unless it's a garbage time Grand Slam where you're down by about 16 runs in today's <laughs> baseball game, yeah. uh, you're, yep. you're most likely going to win that one. So I felt like that was kind of, you know, they were down and out of it early. I was just hoping that they would make something of it, give themselves a chance to get back in this game, honestly. And, and they did that. So that's where I think maybe I've got a little bit of a, a soft spot in this one outside of the altercations yep. that took place it, and everything. But I mean, overall, yeah, there's it, still stuff that we could pick apart here and say that wasn't it, good. 
just from a general theme before we get into the nitty gritty, it, it was a fight. They fought. They scrapped. It was a Saturday scrap, both, you know, like I said, with the altercation, but then also just with the back and forth uh, with, with some of the runs being scored in this game. And they did convert on two opportunities. They finally strung together, uh, you know, three extra base hits in one inning, which was very, very nice to see later in the game. But then they also had a couple opportunities where they got guys on and then just like struck out three times in a row twice uh, during this game. So th- that's what leaves a, a little bit of a bitter taste in my mouth. But yes, it wasn't a, you know, I think the word to describe this team in some of their um, previous defeats was lifeless. I don't think you can say that about the White Sox today. No, I don't think you can. And Johnny, I think that's exactly the, the way to put that. You know, I, I liked seeing the fight. The fight was there. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Sox side, Mike checking in. Uh Listeners, go to the YouTube stream uh, and uh, chime in on the comments here. We'll get them featured uh, just like our guy Sockside Mike is there. Cheers to you, Mike. Happy Saturday, despite the loss indeed. Let's get into this game, Tony, a little bit. Um, Let's start with Dallas Keuchel at the top. Uh, I'll kind of go through chronologically here. And, uh, you know, I think his luck maybe run out. I don't know if you call it that, but he was just locating much better in that last outing uh, that he had last Saturday back on the south side against these Yankees obviously gave them a chance eventually won that game he didn't win it but the White Sox won that game um this time around not so much walk his final line is six hits six earned runs uh three walks which I think that that is the one that you really want to dive into here yeah and and Johnny just looking at his numbers uh you know the the dreaded six 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 line um, is this the end of Dallas Keuchel? Yeah, I don't know. Um, it, it's it's the walk that comes back to, to haunt you here, Johnny. And yeah. it has been the story of White Sox pitching and how they've lost these ball games. I think symbolically, if we want to go big picture here, Johnny, when I start to see more than two, three walks for any any guy in the staff, it's it, it's almost like time to just get them out of here um, because you, the damage gets done via the walk far more often it feels like than teams are piling on us um with you know just a ton of hits and i'm just sick of seeing it man yeah no i am as well and uh i think one of one of the sure there were singles that helped uh to load up the bases here but also part of that was walking the nine hitter i know it's the yankees Mm -hmm. nine hitter so you're a little bit more elevated you're facing the best team in the league we can take a step back and all realize that but it's still the nine hitter nonetheless aaron hicks he's in their nine hole for a reason and you walk him, and that turns it over to the top of the order in the bottom of the second inning. And that's when DJ LeMay, who is just a hitting machine in general, uh, I wouldn't, if he didn't hit a home run there, he probably would have hit a double and scored, you know, at least two runs, um, I, I would imagine there. But uh, he gets it over that little Mickey Mouse little league uh, wall out there in right field. Um, that, by fun fact, uh, via Wood It Dong on Twitter, that home run is only a home run in Little League Yankee Stadium. Yeah, how's that feel? Make me sick. Make makes me you, sick. Tony. Makes you sick. I was just wondering how that made you feel because it made me upset. I'm a little upset with that. Um, you have this pygmy ballpark over cheap. in the Bronx. It's cheap. It feels yeah. cheap. It feels real cheap. You know, if it was, if it wouldn't be a home yeah. run in the basket at Wrigley, yeah, should it that, be a home run anywhere else? Yeah. No. Well. Well, it it is at Yankee Stadium here, and uh, I I just uh, I get really mad at this because. It's the same for both teams. And why the fuck can't we use that to our advantage? 
I don't know. I, I'm, I'm in the same position with you here. I feel should be the a exact Tim Anderson, like uh, a, uh, a AJ Pollock, a guy who's got a right-handed hitter who's going yeah. to shoot the ball. Three. If Yaz is going, he could absolutely pull one there. It could be a base hit at guarantee. I mean, Moncada should have a home run every single time yeah. he's it at could, the plate in that it ballpark. Could, it could be a. It would be a base hit for Yaz, given his speed at guaranteed rate field, but could be easily be a home run in Little League Yankee Stadium. You know, uh, yeah, uh, d- dude, you, you have to take advantage of the environment that you're playing in, and the White Sox seemingly don't tend to do that with stuff like this. Um, I mean, it, that one hurts. I mean, again, if if that ball is hit at any other stadium, Johnny, uh, d- do the Yankees win this game today? I mean, that's that's a fair question, but. Uh, you know, as it's been said many times before, both teams are playing in the same environment. It's the same ballpark. Yeah. So at the end of the day, well, the runs are across the board. Yeah, we, we've got two there tomorrow. So I really hope they are able to take advantage of that. Um, and just, you know, like you said, be cognizant of the environment, because if the Yankees are going to take advantage of it, we should do so as well. And I would absolutely love nothing more, especially after the incident that we're about to get to in a little bit here. Uh, Tim Anderson to just poke one out like first pitch or first at bat. Um, out over that wall. I think that would be a nice start to the doubleheader tomorrow or shit, even on the Sunday night baseball, nice start to the primetime game there. But uh, back to this game here, Uh, the White Sox did hit a home run, but it was in pole fashion. And that was Jose Abreu in a clutch spot, two outs. We're already, you know, down five, nothing at this point after that second inning Um, in the top of the third with two outs, Jose Abreu's got two guys on and he launches this one and via what it dong, this would have been a home run in all 30 ballparks. Tony, it was beautiful to see. It is beautiful to see. And and what did we say on this show? Just a couple, couple of shows back. If you go back and listen, check the tapes. We need the big guys to start showing up. And Jose Abreu starting to swing his bat a little bit better than he was just a week and a half ago, Johnny. It's been uh, it's been a pleasant thing to see. You know, that gets you right back in this ballgame. That was with two outs. Right, very, very opportunistic. Right back in this ball game. That's the type of MVP shit Jose Abreu that we want to see around here. That's what we want to see on this show. Talk about on this show. Yeah, and I think that we we had talked about it. We had said what we say from the beginning of the Kansas City series moving forward. He was starting to take steps. And he had that RBI double in game one of the doubleheader Tuesday. And just some, you know, drawing a couple of walks in multiple games. And now you see it finally culminate with the big bash. So I hope this is a breakthrough moment. Um, I know we've been waiting for that as a team, but it's going to take that from individuals to propel this thing as a team. Uh, I'm waiting for Yasmani Grandal's breakthrough moment, which may have happened here uh, in a little bit, even though it wasn't a uh, results-producing play on the field. Uh, it was more of a team mentality thing. Uh, I keep alluding to this. We'll, we'll get there in a second. So this is where that first like kind of dust-up happens. Uh, apparently, you know, uh, it had gone to commercial break, so initially on the live feed, you don't see it. Um, apparently, Donaldson, Tim Anderson, had some exchange back and forth in the third inning, but nothing came of that initially. Um, both players were taken off by their respective coaches um they, they kind of just had a few other teammates around at uh midfield when they showed the replay of it and then they went back to playing ball okay and, and then we get back into it uh in the fifth inning then this is where it comes up big time when josh donaldson steps back up to the plate and yasmani grendall does not even let him get to the box confronts him is pointing obviously very clearly pointing his glove towards shortstop at tim anderson I'm no lip reader. I don't know exactly what was said between him, but obviously he was alluding to the comments and Josh Donaldson admitted it after the game. He called Tim Anderson, Jackie, 
And this is just for context. Josh Donaldson believes it's an inside joke, and he's referring to a 2019 interview in which he claims Tim Anderson told Sports Illustrated he feels like today's Jackie Robinson. Obviously, Timmy was talking about breaking the fun barrier, right? Um, when he was talking about his bat flips and the swagger and the style of play and all of that. But obviously, Tim didn't take it that way this time, Tony, and I was I was glad to see Yasmani step up and get in Josh Donaldson's grill here uh, because A, that shows some life from Yaz, and then B, that we're, just, we're, we're not going to tolerate uh, this bullshit. And if there's a slight against one of us, it's a slight against all of us. Absolutely, and that's something that I think the White Sox organization has made it fairly clear over the last year, two years, that they, they consider themselves a family and you know you like to see guys step up for each other. Yeah. Regardless of you know the context around this and everything, you can take this and put it into any sort of situation and scenario. To see teammates stepping up and respecting and supporting other teammates' beliefs, standing up for each other. It's the same thing in hockey, Johnny, where your star gets hit, somebody feels that it's a cheap shot, and your enforcer goes out there. Somebody that you didn't really expect goes out there and just you know, beats the shit out of another guy or at least steps up and challenges him. That can breathe life into a team. That can absolutely breathe a whole ton of life into a team. It's a unity thing. You're not going to see it on the score sheet. Stepping back into this situation, actually there was some confrontation that took place between Tim Anderson and Josh Donaldson, and this has been brewing now for a little over a week. Um, it, It started back last week. Uh, a play at third base where Tim Anderson was kind of pushed off the bag by Donaldson. This is not the first run in that yeah. the White Sox organizations had with him. You can go back to his time in Toronto. Yeah. Yes. Uh, I was just blowing a whistle at, at, at Debo right when he was rounding the bases. Um, you know, he, the, this guy's been a shithead trying to get under White Sox players' skin. It doesn't surprise me that he's amped it up to the next level to try and piss somebody off on this White Sox club. He does it not only to the Sox, there's other teams that have had their run-ins with him. And you know what? Kudos to Yasmani Grandal for standing there and making him have yeah. to listen to what Yasmani Grandal had to say. Yeah, and, and I want to go back and talk about this history between the White Sox, Tim Anderson, Josh Donaldson, the, the whole the whole uh, aura here, because it's not just Tim Anderson. There's multiple, like you had, you'd mentioned Daryl Boston. I think that's what kicked it off. It was obviously the White Sox used to use a whistle. Daryl Boston aligned the outfielders. It was 2018. Um, that's when uh, Donaldson came across home plate after hitting a home run in one of those games, made the whistleblowing gesture. I think that's more just kind of like general taunting uh, back and forth. That's There was nothing like really said directly to him, right? Okay, whatever. That's the beginning of it. Then you get the whole, granted, it wasn't necessarily directed at the White Sox, but you get another Josh Donaldson flare-up when he hits a home run in the 2020 season uh, and then draws something and kicks dirt over the plate, gets ejected from the umpire. It's just, you know, jackass thing to do. But in our presence, once again, just giving you background on this guy's character, his history here. And then you get last year with Lucas Giolito, the whole parking lot incident, the him saying it's not sticky anymore, basically accusing Giolito of using the sticky, sticky substances uh, to alter, you know, his pitches. Um, and he was able to take him deep on one of those. So that's what he said. Uh, and Giolito called him a fucking pest. Now I'd call him a fucking asshole after this one, Tony. Yeah, I mean, that that's how this stuff escalates. Maybe at first it wasn't exactly directed at the White Sox when he's kicking dirt across home plate. But again, I love the, the, the character building exercise yeah. that we're going I, through here. The guy has been... I wanna, 
fairly unlikable. I just I would say thank you. That's the the trend I was going for there. When you hear all these events, that's the reaction I wanted to get from you, Tony. Because now this is what Josh Josh Donaldson claims this is an inside joke between him and Anderson. He said, "Okay, maybe he said it one time, but given the history between these two sides, do you think?" Josh Donaldson and Tim Anderson are the type of pair to have an inside running joke with each Absolutely other. Absolutely not. No, they're because they're rivals. No, yeah, they're bitter rivals. They've just spent a couple of years competing for the same division titles and, you know, getting into the postseason. There's been plenty of flare ups back and forth. Again, if the White Sox are a family, if he comes and attacks Lucas Giolito, I expect Tim Anderson to have Lucas Giolito's back in that situation. And uh, same with everybody else who's on that White Sox bench, especially when you're throwing out just accusations of cheating and uh, all this other stuff back and forth. And then going to the media and sitting there and saying, like, whose side are you going to be on? The the guy who's just calling out the cheaters or the the royal douchebag right here that's sitting, you know, in front of you. I, I don't know at what point where these two guys would have this close friendship. I don't, I don't expect there to have been a close friendship between the two of them. Like that doesn't make any fucking sense to me. That's why I don't buy this. And this was from Brian uh, Hawk or Brian Hoke, the Yankees MLB.com reporter. And he was the one that, you know, had uh, tweeted the whole like kind of like um, context, I guess, so to say when you're talking about the, uh, you know, Donaldson claiming it was an inside joke. That's why I don't buy this shit, Tony. I don't buy this shit, and I expect more fireworks tomorrow. I, I mean, I know the focus has to be on winning baseball games, especially for a White Sox team below 500 here. Uh, you know, Yankees are the best team in the league right now. You, you got to find a way to win ball games. But man, you, you just don't. Like you said it's a it's slight against one of us. It's slight against all of us. And I hope yeah, that fires them up. I hope it fires all of them up. And you know what? To go from where we were just earlier this week, where we've got an incident between Tim Anderson and Ozzy Guillen, and um, you know there was some clapback from that, to a unifying moment for a team, right here, right now. Like you've got your boy that just stood up for you. It's, you know, it's this is the moment. Go show up and beat the Yankees tomorrow. There's really twice. no excuses. Yeah, twice, not once, twice. And do it on the national stage. And that should be the tone that every single fucking one yeah. of those guys in that We're... locker room has. Tonight is the best revenge, number one, is beating them. Right. Number two, it's we get to beat them twice tomorrow, and we're going to do it in front of everyone. Yes. Yep. That, I, I... That, that right there should send the message. And you know what? Be chippy about it. And, you know, get underneath his skin, too, while you're doing it. Make yeah. him watch. Make it hurt. Yeah, right. And I I got some comments on what the implications of tomorrow's doubleheader are when we get to the preview for that. But all right, Tony, that all happened in the fifth inning, that whole dust up. Um, let's move on from that, talk the rest of the game here, and then we'll get into the that doubleheader. Um, all right, so in the sixth inning, this was really nice to see, too, when you're talking positives from this game. White Sox string together three doubles in the form of A.J. Pollock, Larry Garcia, Josh Harrison results in two runs. Tony, I didn't know they were allowed to hit multiple extra base hits in the same inning, but the results are fucking fantastic. Hey, and you know what? When you're playing with a little bit of fire and unity, look what happens, Johnny. Uh, you start stringing together some hits. The Sox were already down here, but here comes the response that I was talking about outside of your Abreu uh, three-run homer. I really, really, really love to see multiple extra base hits in an inning. You still need more of them, and hopefully that's a trajectory like you just that they can stay on because, again, you need something. You need something to change, and you need something to get going. 
extra base hits. You said hitting is contagious. Let's let's see if that can continue. I really hope it can. Uh, and like I said, it's nice to see some signs of life here. Um, at least in this, they went down with the fight. It wasn't a lifeless effort there. Um, so I do like to see this, but I'd be remiss if I did not talk about their missed opportunities. Uh, when you talk about the first inning, Tim Anderson leads off with the single uh, kind of yep. ball that gets trapped. Doesn't happen there. They strike out three times after that. Then after that big opportunity in the seventh, especially given the score, uh, Yankees hit it, it was White Sox made it six five with that a aforementioned uh, three double inning in the sixth that I uh, had said, and then now in the seventh the Yankees uh, had added one in their half of the sixth I believe, so it was seven to five at this point. If you're going to get back into the game, now is the time. And White Sox get two on. Um, I believe it was. Uh, um, Luis Robert with the single and then Jose Abreu uh, infield play and Luis Robert um, at second base, very close play uh, went under review call was upheld. You safe at second base. So you've got two on nobody out. And then we strike out three times after that. And that's still in the meat of the order. At least what I consider there uh, should be when you're talking about five, six, seven there. And uh just th- that at that point, Tony, uh, unfortunately, sure, you could have had maybe some late inning heroics. That wasn't the case. They struck out six times in the last nine outs of the game. Uh, but that, that was really kind of the this ball game is over point for me. Yeah. And you know what, man, I, the, the opportunities at the end of the game to go make something happen. I think overall, what pissed me off the most is you'd like to see them come back and win game to like, especially after what happened. You, you would like them to come back and win that ball game, hands down. And I know that's why we sat here and, and just talked about the fact that, like, you go beat them tomorrow. You need your retribution. How do you get through this? After those three doubles, I mean, everything just kind of sucked again for a little bit. There was a little bit of, why can't you keep this going here? And I don't know if that's just because the Yankees' bullpen is so lethal, but you saw them beat Aroldis Chapman. So I don't know. I, I, yeah. I'm, I'm conflicted here. Yeah, I mean, they should. I mean, you, a you put yourself in the hole. So let's not be, uh, you know, ignorant of that. It, it was when you're talking about how they got in this position. Well, Dallas, go back the, and look at yeah, Dallas Keuchel, Keuchel early on. So that's how it is. But yes, you'd like to see that rolling in some, you know let that be contagious, right? Because we, mm-hmm. we like to think that offense can be contagious there. Uh, but obviously that did not translate after the sixth inning on. So um, for the rest of this one, Tony, the White Sox used Lopez, Ruiz, Foster, Graveman for this. Um, I would hope Graveman is available at least in game two tomorrow uh, if needed, because when I saw him come out there, I kind of already felt the game was over after they weren't able to convert in the seventh inning. So uh, when I saw him come out there, I was like, damn, I'd kind of like him in a more, uh, you know, meaningful spot but at the same time it was technically still close so i just hope he's available tomorrow i hope he is too and speaking of guys being available not available i just want to uh, i just want to touch on this yon mancada is used in a pinch hit situation in this ball game too johnny yeah. um and uh obviously we're dealing with a little bit of potential uh, mancada oh. injury stuff here Porcelain phenom stuff here, but yeah, we'll say I didn't see anything look too off when he came into the game. So that makes me think that he should have just started this game, right? Uh, One would think, but you know, Harrison had a double, didn't he? Yes, he did. He had a couple good plays at third today from from Mister Harris, but you, you know, got that line, man. 
You just yeah. you just want Yohan Mankata in that line. You want, you want your best so, bats. You, you want to give yeah. yourself the best chance because the lineup did look pretty damn good before uh, that switch with Yohan Mankata exiting. So, um, all right, Tony, like I said, this one was a 7-5 White Sox loss to open the series. Uh, with Friday's postponement, we're set up for a Sunday doubleheader. And um, game one will be Johnny Cueto, Jamison Tyon. Game two, Michael Kopech, Luis Severino. I am branding this one. It's statement, split, or subside. Yeah, I, that's that's a beautiful way to put it. Um, a, a statement would be going out there, like you said, and beating the shit out of them twice. A split might be able to live with, depending on the uh, how that split looks. If you subside tomorrow and get beaten both of these ball games, boy, this is going to be a rough night. We're going to be together watching this one. We didn't get to do it on Friday. We're going to do it tomorrow uh, as a, as our rain out date. We're going to, you know, our, our tickets are still valid. So we're going to yeah. get two for the price of one tomorrow. But, oh, boy, I, I'm nervous going into tomorrow, Johnny. I'm a little I nervous. Am. I'm I very, am. very nervous. I absolutely am, too, because I just look at the implications of it. And that's why I said those uh, that alliteration that I just put forth statement. Obviously, it means you win two split. Yeah, okay. You, you know, we're probably right back where we have been with the, uh, you know, win one, lose one, win one, lose one. That's what it felt like, or you know, some variation of that uh, in those terms over the past couple of weeks. And you subside if you lose both because that's a series sweep, and um, you're going back and facing a Red Sox team that is now heating up. I know we did uh, take it to them out in Boston, but not in convincing fashion, and uh, they're starting to look a little bit better. Um, I think it's a different club than you faced a couple of weeks ago. So um, this Sunday has major implications, and it'll be a Sunday fun day with Sox on tap in person. You and I, like you said, our rain uh, our rain out tickets are still good, so we're just moving that there. Moved from Friday happy hour to Sunday fun day, the full deal. Tony, I can't wait to be in your garage watching some beers and, uh, you know, whatever it may be, um, chugging through this one with you. Hey, it's I mean, there's a, it's a wonderful opportunity to uh, sit back, watch White Sox baseball, consume some beers and uh, talk about this team. Uh, this is the prime time, man. I, the, there is there is no date on this schedule that I'm looking for, even in this Cubs series. And, you know, I hate the Cubs. It's always great to beat the Cubs. Uh, you got Boston coming to town. But this right here starts right here. If this team can can go out there and make a statement. We're going to be very happy campers. If they can't, it might get ugly. I mean, you you have to have the response here. You can't roll over like a dead yeah. dog. I want to look in the bigger picture. This this is something that can almost be season-defining when you have this opportunity uh, to play the Yankees' choice, the best team in the league right now. Um, like I, that's why I said it can be such a statement, uh, or you can slide really far. Uh, if you uh, you're just from a team morale standpoint, because Tony, we've been talking about it. We've been, we, I said, I think a five game, five gamer in Kansas city would have been great. That's why I wanted to see it. So then you could give yourself some leeway here in New York. Well, you didn't do that. Yeah. You still won the series in Kansas city, but now you're, you're talking about something that, like I said, could be season defining here. And, you know, I don't know what the, what the twins finish with, but uh, I was seeing you're uh, about four and a half out of the AL central after today, go drop two tomorrow. That could, that could be real ugly. Um, as thing continues to kind of get tougher and tougher for the White Sox to, uh, to win their division. Now, if they do drop two tomorrow, let's be honest with ourselves. It's not the end of the season by any means, but it's a real gut punch 
to this Mor- ball morale club. wise because yes morale the game, wise the game still counts the same amount whether it was against the fucking tigers or the yankees correct so from a morale standpoint this would be a huge gut punch but i'm just gonna go say it you see this team lose both games the place is gonna burn down as if this season is over yes 100 percent. you know it there's gonna be what? every everybody up in their arms the Sox still have a mathematical chance to get themselves into the playoffs if they lose both tomorrow. Now that said, I do believe wholeheartedly you have to go out there and try and make the best statement that you can tomorrow and anything short yeah, of that's lame and weak. I think part of that here comes Scott Moreno. Thank you for commenting here. Says I am terrified of what the lineups will be in this double header. You need to run your best guys out both games. This is you have the, Monday you know, off. Yeah. This is not the time to fuck her. Especially I, I'm sorry. I, I do not want to see an embarrassment on Sunday night baseball. Usually you would think that what the second game of the doubleheader is usually the B lineup as we have uh, come to know it uh, under TLR. You, you can't be put, putting that bullshit out there, Tony. Uh, you got two right handers here. Um, so I would, I want Yasmani Grandal. I want Yohan Moncada to play both games, uh, of this doubleheader. I, uh, I mean, or maybe sheets, I guess you could go, um, with that when you're talking about the left-handed hitters, getting them in there, but you're going to have right-handers on the mound, a pair of them in Tyon and, um, Severino. So you, you cannot go and throw up a, you know, a, a Olay lineup in game two. That's, I agree with Scott and that I am terrified of that possibility. Yeah, I think everybody should be at this point in time. Tony La Russa has just thrown that lineup out there and pretty much all double headers, Johnny. Uh, you've seen it uh, so many times, and there's no reason at this point to think any different that you're going to get some different version of this unless you swap out one for the other. That's his process. That's what he rolls with. Um as, as a fan, you don't want to see that, though, especially it's, under the circumstances of Sunday night baseball. It's, it's on yes, national television. Yes. You, yep. you don't want to see it tomorrow. Um, see what happens. But I'm, I'm, you got, there might be some man online got, when the lineup comes out. You've got Michael Kopech on the bump. So there's no any form of, you know, don't, don't be wrong. I didn't do a bad job uh, in his start, but there's no guy being called up from AAA, right? There's no Davis Martin scenario. There's no Jimmy Lambert scenario for the game two, just to get you over. It's, you know, what your rotation is set. Like you had said the Monday off um, it, it is, you know, time to go balls to the wall and you got a perfect pitcher to be able to do it. I know Michael Kopech had a very odd outing last Sunday uh, against the New York Yankees, but at the same time, um, on the season overall, and you just go and look at his numbers. He has the stuff to be able to go out there and make a statement on Sunday night baseball. Yeah. it's going to be interesting to see which one of these two games Yaz catches. I would imagine it's probably game two. So maybe you got Yaz DH game one. I'm assuming you're going to work sheets into these lineups, uh, given the righties on the mound. Um, so maybe he's in right. Uh, does Adam Engel ride the bench? It's going to be easy, interesting to see how this shakes out. But uh, I would like to see Yasmani Grandal take at bats in both games. I know he was I, catching today, though, so I, it's going to be interesting. I know. I know. Unfortunately, the home run uh, in Kansas City the other day did not like really propel him like we all kind of hoped it would. Um, but maybe that fire today, because you know it's it's a psyche thing as well, Tony. It'd be beyond just the physical um, adjusting to pitches, adjusting to certain pitchers. It's a psyche thing. So I think maybe something like that uh, could be something that drives him forward and you know makes him 
uh, emerge a little bit here. I really hope it is because unfortunately his at bats after that incident weren't too good today. I believe he struck out twice. So, um, let's hope that tomorrow is the one to do it. And hopefully, you know, them stewing on this, uh, maybe getting some pent up energy in there and releasing it on baseballs at Yankee stadium tomorrow. Yeah. And you know what? Let's, let's go back to uh, something that we said at the very beginning of the show, use that short porch, (laughs) use it just, you know, I want, I want that Gavin sheets home run tomorrow. I I really do. Uh, If he's in a, it should be so easy, right? It should be so easy for him. It should just be automatic, Johnny, just, you know, automatic. cracking beers, automatic. Gavin Sheets home runs at, the, at Yankee Stadium, short porch, automatic. Same Yasmani thing. Yasmani Grandal put him Yasmani in Grandal, put Rock, him in the Rory automatic. Garcia could do it too it from the left side. He could yep. if you really, you know. Yeah. Like, like multiple home runs tomorrow would be cool and tough. Yeah. Uh, do, we, uh, do I need to like get out some bottle rockets, light off some fireworks yeah, every single what, time the Sox whatever. home run? What do we got to do? Yeah, whatever it takes. Uh, that's. Uh, I think I'm gonna go with some uh, wild shorts tomorrow. So some some uh, flamboyant shorts tomorrow. That that's gonna be my sort of uh, get get the boys juiced up with the '83 jersey. I think that's what I'm gonna roll with. There you go. I mean, let's hope we get to uh, you know maybe the Budweiser cowboy hat will come out, Johnny. We'll see what happens. Whatever we got to do to get this get this the positive vibes, the the good juju the the White Sox to win two ball games we're gonna, we're going to be at it tomorrow we're going to be pounding some beers down watching White Sox baseball and and hopefully there's a lot to be entertained instead of pissed off about the mood in the the mood in the garage is going to be a, a very very interesting thing to monitor throughout the the course of 18 innings of baseball yeah, with that in mind, uh, listeners, make sure you're following at Socks on Tap and at On Tap Sportsnet on Twitter. We'll be bringing you content, uh, me and Tony's reactions throughout the game. Um, so we got two of them tomorrow as well, too. So double prizes, double prizes, Tony. I can't wait. Uh, it's going to be a good time regardless of the outcome. And, uh, um, man, uh, like I said, statement, split, or subside. That's my final thought on this one. Give me yours and a pick to click, and then uh, we'll wrap this baby up. Final thoughts are, you know, these are the type of things that can unify a team or things can continue to slide further south. Don't like seeing the White Sox lose this ball game. Thought they showed some fight, though. They weren't lifeless like we thought earlier. That's pretty much, you know, all I've got out of today. Um, You know, hopefully the boys rest up. It's going to be a long day of baseball tomorrow. Got to go get them. Got to go get them. Otherwise, it's just... Ugh, it's gonna be tough. It's gonna be tough to talk about, Johnny. That's all I got. Pick the well, click for tomorrow. Yeah, pick- game one. Do you want game one and game two? Yeah, just, or do you let's just, just, do, let's just do game, game one. We'll we, we'll reconvene and give the game one. Maybe game uh, two ones we'll give via video from Socks on Tap tomorrow. Sounds good. Uh, game one, Johnny. I'm gonna go with uh, Mr. Luis Robert. Luis Robert. I yes. like that one. Um, I will go. Well, it's kind of yeah. Eh, looking up and down this lineup, man. Um. I will go with Jose Abreu. Uh, he's going to be in the lineup no matter what. I think today uh, could be the thing that really uh, gets him going. And like I said, he's been taking steps over the past week. So let's see him get to the top of the staircase where we know he can be uh, an MVP caliber player. So uh, yes. I'll go with Jose Abreu in game one. We will reconvene uh, after that, give the picks for game two uh, from the garage. So, Tony, regardless of the outcome, always good talking White Sox baseball with you. Until next time, White Sox forever. White Sox forever.